The gift of the Christ child is really what Christmas is all about. God's greatest gift to the world. God's most amazing gift to us all. But it's up to us to receive the gift, to welcome Jesus into our lives. One of my favorite theologians and writers is a guy by the name of Will Willimon. And he describes the common experience that most of us have had at one time or another in our lives, which is when someone we don't know all that well gives us a gift out of the blue. We didn't expect it. We didn't ask for it. And then what do we do? We immediately have to run out and give them a gift because it's not so much about the kind of gift that they gave. I mean, right, we didn't really ask for it or about a gift being from a friend because maybe we didn't know the kind of friendship we had with that person. It's really about we don't want to feel guilty. Yep, we don't want to feel indebted. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. It may well be that Jesus says it's more blessed to give than to receive, but if we admit it, it's more difficult at times to receive than to give. I mean, overall, we're so much better at giving than receiving. We like to think of ourselves as basically generous and benevolent. We're giving people, especially at this time of year, at Christmas. We say Christmas brings out the best in us. Everyone gives on Christmas, even the Ebenezer Scrooges. That's right. Charles Dickens comes out with Scrooge's transformation and we know what it means to give by the end of that amazing film and story. But we have to be careful that we don't forget the true message of the nativity, that we don't get it confused. Because the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem is a story about God's gift to us. I heard once of a young man who was kind of full of himself. He had graduated from high school and he felt he deserved a new car. And he told his parents so and they loved him dearly. So they decided that they would wrap up a gift for him and they would have the keys or perhaps something else in that gift. So when they presented him with the gift, he could see through the clear white tissue paper that it was a Bible. And not only was he disappointed, he was angry. He was mad. Didn't they listen to him? Didn't he deserve this beautiful gift? <clears throat> so a fight ensued upon which he was so angry that he walked out of the house and he walked out of their lives. And for 10 years, they tried to pursue their son. They kept trying to welcome him back home and he stayed away until tragically, 10 years later, at the age of 28, he found himself coming back to that homestead. His parents had been killed in an automobile accident. And it was up to him as the only child to go through all of their things to get everything ready. Then as he's searching through the house, filling up moving boxes, lo and behold, he ran across that gift. And this time he peeled away the paper and there the Bible was. And inside of the Bible, a letter dropped out. He picked up the letter and he opened it. And when he opened the letter, something else fluttered out. It was a check for 
And this is what the letter said. Dear son, happy birthday. We're so proud of you. We wanted to give you two gifts. First, this Bible, the treasured heirloom of our family. It belonged to your great grandmother who used it to teach Sunday school at our church down the street for many, many years. It's your turn to have it now. We thought you'd like to have it. And second, here is the check so you can buy the car of your choice. We love you. Happy birthday and happy returns. Love, mom and dad. So can you imagine 10 years of separation, 10 years where they longed for their son to come home, all because he refused to open the gift. So tonight, God offers each and every single one of us a gift, and that gift is Jesus. A gift that money can't buy, a gift that always fits, a gift wrapped in unconditional love for each one of us. And all God asks of us tonight is that we just receive it. Then we welcome Christ child into our midst, and just as those shepherds did the night that Christ was born in Bethlehem, we too can come home to Jesus. I do love all the players in the Jesus story in the nativity, and if you don't know it, you have to bring all the gospels together to get all the main players in the story. But just for a moment, I wanna take a look at those shepherds. You know, being a shepherd wasn't a prominent job. It was kind of low on the ladder of roles and income. And I'd like to think about those guys out on the hill when they decide that they're going to run for Jesus after the angel appears from them. And then what it must have been like to get there, and they're in a feed stall with animals, and they're told that this baby is the long-awaited Messiah. And what's wonderful is there's not one ounce of disappointment when they arrive and they see Jesus and I wonder what Mary and Joseph looked like to them. Probably like two people they saw in their own village. Mary was so young, she was a teenager, a young Palestinian mother under the watchful care of her husband, Joseph. Joseph, a hardworking, ordinary guy. And then the baby lying in Mary's arms, a helpless newborn, dependent on his parents for his survival you know, that he wouldn't, live, wouldn't have lived the first 24 hours without their care. And God yet chose to appear in the form of a baby. My goodness, those shepherds, they came and they saw this family and they worshiped the king. Despite political unrest and uncertain economy, living only on their love and their faith and God to see them to an unknown future. And how relatable is that to us today with all that's happening in our world? It speaks to us just as strongly as it did to them. So whatever the shepherds may have expected of their Messiah's arrival into the world, I'm sure it wasn't what greeted them in the stable at Bethlehem. I mean, there was no throne, there was no palace, there was no army set out to destroy the Romans who had persecuted the Jews for so long. There wasn't a Messiah with this looming figure 
looming above them all, ready to go to bat with the strength of ten Samsons. The earth didn't quake in the thunder of excitement when Jesus the Messiah entered it. Instead, in the quiet of night, there was only the startled yell of a newborn baby. Now those wise travelers, they brought gifts, right? We know what they are. They're gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gifts for a king. But what about those, what about those shepherds? What did they bring? Well, Luke tells us that when the angel left them, they went with haste to welcome Jesus into the world. So all they had was what they brought on foot, which is mainly themselves. And yet they kneeled at the manger and they gave their king praise and glory. And in doing so, I think those shepherds really teach us a lot about what it means to receive the gift of God in Jesus. Even more, once the shepherds opened that gift, God's great love poured through them. And it says that immediately when they left, to everyone they encountered, that they made known what had been told to them. They couldn't withhold it. They had to share it. So I'm thinking that the shepherds really knew how to receive the gift of Jesus and his love of God with us. And we have a lot to learn from them tonight. And I know that we're generous people, and it's a wonderful thing that we are. And I know sometimes it's easy to think that because we're generous, we're competent, and we're self-sufficient, and we're capable people, and that we, know we don't need a free gift from anyone, as the phrase goes. And yet Luke and Matthew, the Gospels, tell us that God goes to great lengths to show us that as competent and as capable as he's made us to be, we had little to do with God's work in the world when Jesus entered it. God wanted to do something for us that was so utterly beyond the bounds of human imagination that God had to resort to angels and wise men, a great star in the sky, and a pregnant virgin to get it done. We didn't think of it. We didn't understand it. We didn't even approve of it. We didn't see God's incredible love breaking through the world to all of us. Jesus, God's gift to us. And after having tried for generation after generation, from one Old Testament book to the other, God reached for something so radical that many, many missed it that first Christmas Eve. And some miss it still this Christmas Eve. The Nativity story it tells us how to be receivers. Jesus made us receivers before we were ever givers. Discipleship teaches us the art of seeing life as a gift. When you woke up today, did you say thank you, God, for the gift of this day? Christ is born in Bethlehem, and we find ourselves as humble as those shepherds blessed with a gift that calls us to see ourselves as we really are, empty-handed recipients of a gracious God who would rather than leave us to our own devices come to us in the form of a baby to save us from sin, to save us from ourselves. And we had no idea 
the depths of God's great love for every single one of us until we saw that manger. And then we followed Jesus to the cross. And then we saw it again in the empty tomb. And this is the way that God loves us with gifts we thought we didn't need, which transform us into the people that God calls us to be. Jesus came to show us both in his words and in his actions that his life, that following him and living our lives, loving him and loving others, and that we with and for and through each other, we find a way to connect to the life-giving source of Jesus. This gift comes, and we must open it to receive it. You know, I saw it today. This morning, about 30 of us from Rosedale joined about 15 officers from Livonia PD, another 10 from Livonia Fire. Having had the mayor, Mayor Wright, raise over $8,000, having a few others raise some money, and with $12,000 stuffed into blessings called the blessing bags. We set out and delivered 155 blessing bags to the disabled veterans in the city. And we delivered 20 uh, blessing bags to families going through hardship. And what it was like to knock on a door and to have a family open it and see the police chief or the fire chief or members from our church stand there and say, Merry Christmas. People grabbed us and hugged us people that didn't even know us. And we could say that we were coming from these amazing organizations because we knew that together we were stronger than when we are apart. And I watched what it was like to be a gracious receiver. And I thought about this sermon that I had been working on, and I thought how blessed was I that I got to see an individual open a bag, a Vietnam veteran, and there was a coin in there for a veteran. And there were four of us, two captains from the police, uh, the chief of uh, fire. And as we walked away, he yelled, hey! And the four of us turned around and he held the coin in his hand and he goes, this means everything. Merry Christmas. And I thought, I just saw the love of Jesus. We pray to God, and we say, where are you, God? All that's happening in this world, where are you? How do we know where to look for you? And God shows us Jesus in Bethlehem. And we ask Jesus, who he came in this world to save because we're competent givers. And he looks at us, and he points us to the mirror, and he says, you, I came to save you. And we ask Jesus, how on earth are we to follow you in this day and age in which we live? And he says, look down, walk in my footprints, one faithful step at a time. And when you encounter your neighbor, whether they're as poor as shepherds, or foreign as magi, or thoughtless as innkeepers, or helpless as an infant, or as confident as a bright shining star in the night sky, Give thanks and love them. So dear friends, what if we choose this night to open up the gift of God's love in Jesus? You know what Christmas is all about? 
about Jesus Christ being born in each one of our hearts, our lives, our homes, our work, our family, our church, our community. So what if this evening our prayer, each one of us, was Jesus be born in me this night? I believe Jesus would answer your prayer. I know he would. And I also believe that it would be the best gift that you could receive and give this Christmas. And I believe that if you pray, Jesus be born in me this night, that it would change not only your Christmas, it would change your life. I believe that Jesus Christ in you is life, and life meant with purpose and meaning and more joy than you could ever imagine. Life in all of its richness. So may God grant you a willing spirit tonight to receive Jesus as he comes to you through the experiences of your everyday life. And may God's spirit, always alive and active in the world, be born in you this holy night. God bless you. Amen.